0: ray and alice caps just walked in so we can get started we can, yes. <laughs> we can get started it's starting time. <laughs> they live in tennessee drove all the way here just to be at church okay <laughs> so they've been with their family all week but anyway good to have them here today good to have you here today i know some of you you see me at the door without a coat and you think i'm crazy but it's it's funny we don't have the temperature set really high in here but you get a bunch of bodies heating the room up and by the time i'm done with the service. I'm ready to go chill a little. So it felt <laughs> really, really, felt really, yeah. really good to be outside today. Um, hope you had a really, really good week. For some of you, it was still a, a restful week coming off of Christmas. For some, it was starting to get back into the routines and all that sort of stuff. So um, we're going to jump right into our weekend update today. So every week, we send out, if you ask for it, uh, an email that gives you it It kind of replaces what used to be the the bulletin at the door mm-hmm. so and, and what we try to do in that the first section we call that heart prep and it's just stuff that it's the things that you can engage for sunday morning so uh, we try to send this out generally friday morning sometimes it goes out saturday but you notice the first two are read and listen you can read or listen to the passage of Scripture that we'll be covering for that particular week. We have the music. Some of you enjoy listening to the songs ahead of time that we're going to be doing on that particular day. And then the bottom one is actually a section on the Bible app where uh, we have a site that you can go ahead and keep notes if you want and, and all that sort of thing. And it's got the Scripture passages there as well. So that's there every week. It doesn't look like it changes, but I promise you those links all change every week, all the time.
1: Yeah, and... Constantly. And it's funny, we're actually talking about the practice of reading the Bible today. If you don't have a practice, start by signing up for the weekend update. Start by being delivered the, the word that we're going to be reading and engaging with on Sunday morning. It's a great place to, to get a, a jump start on reading the Bible.
0: It's a practice, actually, that I was encouraged to do a few years ago. You know, it seems like when it comes to Bible reading, we have one of two extremes. And that is either to, I'm going I'm to read five chapters a day and it feels sometimes like you're racing through those chapters. So then the other extreme might be to just read a verse a day or something. Uh, And someone encouraged me, why don't you take a passage and just read it every day for a week? So that same passage and just keep rereading it. This would be a great place. Mm -hmm. I mean, take that and just reread it for the entire week. Uh, a, A really great way to go. So um, then along with that, there were some other things like uh, basketball is getting started again yes. on Saturday morning. Saturday so so we Monday night, but this
1: is a Saturday. Yep, and it <clears> hasn't <throat> been around for a couple years. I'm super glad that it's coming back. Uh, so Saturday mornings, that's where basketball started. When we opened that gym, that was one of the, the foundational groups that we wanted to get started to make it uh, an outreach opportunity. If you want to, to invite your friends, families, neighbors, coworkers, whoever, uh, to come out and play some basketball—that's for high school on up—and we're just looking to have again a, a good time together as we play. And it's a great time of year to make those invitations for all the people who still think that they're going to stick to their resolutions. So for the people who have already dropped out of their gym, invite them to our gym on Saturday morning, get them uh, hooping up a little bit. It, it'll be a really good time. Uh, so again, that's that's firing up here soon, and. Uh, yeah. Well, and the cool part is
0: a couple of years ago when we were doing this, we bought shades for the gym so that that winter sun wasn't
1: glaring in your eyes as you're trying to be a star. And You see, part of the reason <clears throat> Saturday Basketball got canceled was because John Beaker, his team somehow always managed to be facing away from the sun. So people started like going blind and really getting frustrated with the sun <laughs> glaring through. Like, And uh, so yeah, we've, we've fixed the problem. Now John's going to be forced to go the other way, and we'll get a bunch of people back on. Saturday Someone morning.
0: needs to tell him the Bible tells us to face the sun, <laughs> not face away. Anyway, leave that for later. Um, we're, uh, I did it again, doggone it. Dive Deeper, Dive Deeper, Dive coming deeper. soon. What's going on with that?
1: Yeah, it's a rooted adjacent uh, group. It's going to be for eight weeks. So I know a lot of you have already signed up for your junior group that you're going to be reading uh, the Dive Deeper book with which is really exciting. Those groups start in two weeks. So January 22nd is when those groups actually get kicked off. But the book that goes with it is available to you if you already made your purchase. You can pick that up at the welcome desk this morning, or you can pick it up next week. Just make sure you get it picked up by the 22nd. If you are like, oh, no... I've been hearing about this for weeks, and I still haven't made my purchase, or I still haven't signed up for a group, you can still do that. Go on the app, go on the website, get signed up for a group, and if you don't want to, or if you don't have the, the time to, to join a group right now, you can still do it with us as a church, um, so you'll still need to make sure that you get that book purchased. We have um, some extras mm-hmm. on hand, so if mm-hmm. you want to go make that buy, you can do that, but it's just a, it's a really cool, neat, engaging way to, to get back to our foundations, to get back to the things that we as a church believe, we as a, a faith believe and, mm-hmm. and a body of, of Christ followers need to know as we go and share that with the world.
0: Yep, you'll be doing four four devotionals a week. So mm-hmm. there are four in this particular one and and those start after the groups start to meet. So we won't do them prior to january 22nd in fact your first group will be for you to get together and, and get to know your group and then you'll launch into a launch into the study that we're going to be doing one of the things we talked about last week <clears throat> is an opportunity that we're learning more about we don't know yet if we're going to do it but we're learning more about it and it's called lifewise academy <laughs> under a ruling for the supreme court in 1952 uh, you are allowed as a church or as a religious entity to have a a school release program where basically kids can be released from school during the school day to come to a church or another site to get religious instruction. And this particular group out of Ohio, LifeWise Academy, has, has designed a beautiful program to be able to take advantage of that opportunity. And one of the things that we need to do to get started is to demonstrate that yes, we have genuine interest in the possibility of doing this you can't go any further without an expression of interest and that's not just the expression of interest of a pastor or of a staff but they want to hear that a church actually three churches have some interest in this and so we've been asking you to express your interest by signing up on a website we are making this so easy this morning so pull out your phone and uh if you're over 60. it's okay no seriously pull (laughs) out your phone And if you're over 60, there's an app on there for a camera. Open up your camera and point at this. And if you point at this, something really amazing. Well, you're pointing
1: to this. Don't point at that. Yeah, right, right.
0: So you want the squiggles, also known as a QR code, but I call them the squiggles. That's not like a a, a psychological test there. And if you point your phone at that, that's actually going to pull up a website for you. And on that website, you're going to be asked to express your interest. So they're going to ask you for your name, I think for your email, if you ask you the school that's closest to you, you can either put Pioneer Path or Galloway. It's already got the school district built in there. And then and then go ahead and, and send that off. And what we'd love to see is by the time we have our next conversation in the next couple of weeks with LifeWives, we have well over 100 people signed up to express
1: that interest. So again, you don't need to be a parent of a student in the district. You don't need to live in the district Uh, As long as you are attending and you think that this would be a good opportunity for the students in our area, you can use that QR code to get signed up. And if you have been trying for the last three minutes to try and use that barcode and it's not working, don't worry. After the service, you can head to the welcome desk or ask one of the people up here who are very well versed in QR codes. Uh, They can help you out. It's just, it's it's a really powerful moving thing to to let people know that, that this is, something that we're trying to get get going get um, get rolling. So yeah. so please take advantage of of just signing up and and being a part of that.
0: Julie, I don't know if you full screen that for the folks at home, but uh, we figure if you're watching from Bolivia today, you worship here. So go ahead and sign that yeah. up. Let's get that it let's counts. get that going. Yeah. So I loved what you said
1: last week about uh, New well, Year. Oh, go ahead. Before, Sorry, go, go. But you're jumping the gun here. Okay, uh, Students are back. Students are back, all right? So tonight, High School Revive is back from 6 to 8. And I'm super pumped about it because we're going to be doing the Dive Deeper series as well. Um, but that doesn't start until Sunday the, the 22nd. So we're going to be doing a little um, three-week series in Jonah. And we're actually going to be looking at the story backwards. So over those three weeks, before we get our books and get going with Dive Deeper, looking at the story of Jonah backwards. And I'm, I'm really excited to see where that goes. So again, 6 to 8 tonight if you are a freshman, sophomore, junior, or senior. And then on Wednesday night, 6.30 to 8.30 is when Refuge meets. That's our junior high group. That's 6th, 7th, and 8th. And I know that usually at the turn of the calendar year, those fifth graders are like, I'm in sixth grade now. And they try and sneak in in January. They're like, no, nope, but you'll even notice. I'm sorry. You have this awesome Sunday morning program called Big Kids that you can be a part of. You got to wait until May until you can join Refuge. But so 6th, 7th, 8th grade, we look forward to having you. Uh, we're going to be going into Matthew this week. So looking at some, some uh, principles in the book of Matthew over the next couple weeks. And it's going to be a lot of fun. So that's Wednesday, 630 to 830 for Junior
0: high. You've now said Jonah backward twice. And I'm not asking you what that's all about. But don't be surprised if I'm not sitting in the back tonight trying to figure out what in the world you're doing.
1: It's, that sounds really, really cool. As Rod figured out <clears> yesterday, it's just edge. Own edge. All right, there you go. Wonderful. Rod would do that. Oh wait, no, Hanoj. 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 See, I can't even get it right. I got to practice.
0: All right. So last week you made the comment that the start of a new year is not a magic point at which this is the time to start a new habit, to make a resolution, or whatever. But I do think a new year, a birthday, an anniversary, those can be points that we go, hey. I need to stop and look at where life has been going and where it should be going are there habits i need to bring into my life are the things that need to change are there things that are going well that i need to reinforce so so we have all of those all of those pieces and two habits you know we'll, we'll start with uh the dive on the 22nd two habits that god calls on all believers to participate in is bible intake and prayer and so we're going to look this morning at just a refreshed approach to bible intake and next week we'll be looking at prayer Uh, To do Bible intake, we're going to be looking at Psalm 1. So just like we did last week, I'm going to have you read it three times, three different versions, and I'd love for you to just hear the Word of God, let it wash over you, see if there's a word or a sentence that sticks out to you. Very often if that word or sentence sticks out to you, that's something God's impressing on you today. So so hear these words uh, from Psalm chapter 1.
1: Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like the tree planted by streams of water, which yields fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like the chaff that wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction.
0: So we did this last week with Psalm 37, and you saw much more variation in words from from version to version. This one's not going to be varying as much, but New Living Translation offers us that conversational American English approach. Let's hear the word
1: again. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners, or join in with mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never, never wither, and they prosper in all they do. But not the wicked. They are like worthless chaff, scattered by the wind. They will be condemned at the time of judgment. Sinners will have no place among the godly, For the Lord watches over the path of the godly, but the path of the wicked leads to destruction.
0: then the English Standard Version offers us a much more literal word-by-word translation of of the chapter.
1: Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates... Day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruits in season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, they are like the chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish.
0: So Psalm 1, if you've been around church for a while, uh, the chances are you've heard this psalm once or twice or, or several times along the way. In fact, if you've done Bible reading, if you've read through the book of Psalms, chances are you started with chapter 1. It may be the most common of all the chapters for you as you do reading. It's important to have some background on the psalm as we dive into it. It, it, it is really written as the introduction to the entire book. It gives, us, it gives us a launch. It's, it's in a sense almost like a preference, preface to the 149 chapters that are about to follow. There is not, it's not attributed to a particular person. We don't have a psalm of David written at the top or something like that. What many people believe is that this psalm is written by someone that we don't know the identity of. It, it may be Ezra, the priest of Israel, but um, what he did is or that, that person did is collected the psalms The Psalms of David, the Psalms of Solomon, the Psalm of Moses, the Psalm of Lemuel and others brought all those Psalms together, and then he served as kind of an an editor that brought the pieces together and placed Psalm 1 at the beginning as a way of saying, here's the launch, here's the launch to what you're about to read. This particular Psalm presents two different ways of life, two paths that we can take. And throughout Psalm, you see the paths that people can take. In Psalms, you hear a lot about the path of the righteous and the path of the wicked. In Proverbs, you're going to hear a lot about the path of the wise and the path of the foolish. But in this particular book and in this chapter, we have an emphasis on this is the way of righteousness. This is the way of wickedness. And what we find in Psalm 1 is that there's a high value on the Word of God. For the person that's going to be righteous, they they need to take in the Word of God. They need to experience the Word of God. So as you look at this psalm, six verses in all, it's written in, in couplets. So one and two to go together, three and four go together, and five and six go together. You look at one and two and it says, blessed is the man. So, so blessed is that, it's not simply the word happy. This is a person who is, who is realizing the joyous contentment of being loved by God. So they're blessed, they're blessed. And this blessed person does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of scoffers. He says that's that's the way of the wicked. If you want wickedness, this is the path you're gonna take. But instead the person who's walking in righteousness delights in the law of the Lord, and on the law he meditates day and night. So you look at that first verse, and and part of what I I find intriguing about this verse is you see this progression, or you may be calling it not a progression, but a degression, a degeneration, a way of walking away from God, walking toward evil. He says this person, uh, the blessed person, does not walk in the counsel of godly does not stand in the way of sinners does not sit in the seat of the scoffer can you see what's happening first i'm walking along with sin Then i'm that i'm stopping to just participate and finally i'm planted at the table you see that, you see the progression or the digression that takes place. It reminds me in the book of Genesis when, when Lot and Abram, Abraham are, are looking at the land and Abraham says, you choose which land you want, the mountains or the valley. I'll go in the other direction. Our, our people are fighting. You choose. And Lot looks and he loves the valley. It's fertile. It's beautiful. And, and there's this little line in there that says that Lot chose to pitch his tent towards Sodom. An ominous little line that basically says he pitched his tent towards sin. And before you know it, he's in the gate. And then the next thing you know it, he's dwelling in the city. So, so this is the way sin works. Most of us don't go straight from, hey, I'm doing all right to, boom, I'm living in absolute wickedness. There's a, there's a digression that takes place along the way. One source I looked at, I love the way they broke this down. They said there are three degrees of conduct that lead to degeneration, to, ge- to, to walk, then to stand, to just stop, and then ultimately sit. There are two, three degrees of openness to evil. When we, when we take in the counsel of the wicked, when we, when we walk in their path, and when we finally just sit in their seat and play, stay in that place, and there are three degrees of evil that result. Wickedness, sinfulness, and scoffing. I was intrigued as I looked at that progression or degeneration in particular and realized in my own lifetime I've seen I've seen an intensification of not just people simply being wicked, but people scoffing at righteousness, mocking a person for doing the right thing. You see this degeneration that takes place along the way. He contrasts that with the righteous person. What does the righteous person do? He delights in the law of the Lord. And on the law of the Lord, he meditates day and night. We talked about delight last week in Psalm 37, coming back again. My experience of delight right now is called Emmett. I, I can't, I mean, if I'm in the presence of that child, or if a picture comes, we've got a little app that we're doing as a family, I'm telling you, every time there's a notification, boom, boom, I'm up, I'm looking at that picture, staring at that picture, seeing what's going on with this kid Friday night, we got the privilege of being his first babysitter. And so we got to spend five hours together. It was the best, just hanging out. I mean, played video games, we, you know... Got got tic-tac dough going. It was the no, he's he's in vegetable state, right? I mean he's he's all of three weeks old today. And so and so there's a lot of lay on the chest and sleep, lay on the chest and be awake, lay on the chest and cry. And then there are the there are the occasional what you want to eat. And I'm telling you what, when that kid wants to eat, the world knows it. And three times during the night he needed to be changed. I've not changed an infant. Oh, for a long, long time. Long, long time. I forgot that they like to do that little tuck the legs up thing. You know, they don't, you can't just say, put, lay your legs down. They tuck up and you're kind of afraid you're going to break a leg off or something. But while while I'm changing them, I remembered that there's something I love to do with my kids and I couldn't wait to do with it. I'm a, I took his little bare foot and just... Planted a kiss on the sole of his foot and then planted one on the other one. And I'll tell you what, it was just, it's a moment of sheer delight holding that tiny little foot in your hand. God says, That's what I, that's what I want for you with the Bible. Not, oh, I got get my Bible reading done today. But oh, I love, I love this law of the Lord. I love this. Delighting in the law of the Lord. Now, law of the Lord is a specific reference to the first five books of the Bible. To the law of Moses. He's not saying that you shouldn't love all the Bible, but he's he's referring specifically to that particular part. To which Moses told Joshua, meditate on the law of the Lord day and night. Take this in. He delights in the law of the Lord, and on the law he meditates day and night. Here's the problem with basic Bible reading. It is not enough to read a chapter and go, check, did it. This isn't isn't about accomplishing checking off a list and saying, look at all I read. It's about a life-giving book that can transform your life if you're willing to take the time to focus on it. And that focusing is called meditation. Meditation has been distorted in our times. Meditation is about getting into pretzel pose and, and zenning out, getting rid of everything in your head. Meditation is about taking something and focusing on just that one thing. We, we've talked about this in the past, that meditation is the word for rumination, the things that multi-chambered animals, multi-chambered stomached animals do. And so you have the cow, takes in the food, chews, takes it into stomach, number one, and then brings it up, chews again, takes it down, brings it up, chews again, takes it down, brings it up, chews again. And I know, every time we talk about it, you're like, gah, who would want to do, can you imagine Doritos the third time around, yuck, yuck. But Scripture, we keep bringing it up and chewing a little more. And so this is the area that that having a verse that I'm focusing on during the day, and I just keep taking it with me. And you know what? I might even just focus on it for a day, maybe several days that I just keep ruminating, digesting this particular passage of Scripture. This is the path of the righteous. The path of the righteous isn't just to check off a reading list, it's to take in the Word of God and digest it, really get everything out of it, every bit of nourishment out of it that you can. So this person does not walk in the, in the counsel of the wicked, stand in the way of sinner, sit in the seat of the scornful, but they delight in the law of the Lord. They meditate on the law of the Lord. And he says, here's the result. When you're walking in that path of righteousness, you're like the tree. That is planted by a river. And it doesn't matter what happens to the weather, because that tree has a source of life. You have a life source when you're tapped into the Word of God, a life source that the wicked do not have. The wicked, the Bible says here, it's hard to read in this translation, the wicked are like the grass of Shanahan, all right? As soon as heat hits, it's about two weeks. Two weeks of heat in Shanahan, we have brown everywhere. It got so dry this year that everybody was convinced that grass is never going to come back. But Shanahan grass is miraculous. A little water, it's back again. Shallow, shallow rooted. The wicked are shallow rooted. And when trouble comes, they're blown away. Like a tree planted by streams of water. When trouble comes, it's not that trouble doesn't hurt, but you have a life source. You have a life source. You come down to the last two verses, it says, Therefore, the wicked will not stand in judgment, or the sinners in the congregation of the righteous, for the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Here's part of what I love about the Psalms they're beautiful. They rhyme. Now, they don't rhyme the same way English poetry rhymes roses are red, violets are blue. They rhyme in idea, they rhyme in concept. And so sometimes you're seeing, you'll see a word used three times, three different ways. He's not necessarily saying three different things. It's a way of rhyming ideas, bringing three ideas together to give you an idea. What we have going on here, if you look at this verse, is what's known as a chiasm, kind of an A, B, B, A pattern. And you'll see this at times in Scripture. One of the examples that comes to our mind, the first shall be last, the last shall be first. So you have this, beginning middle middle beginning going on kind of thing well we see this in this particular part of the psalm he talks about the wicked then the righteous then the righteous and then the wicked and he basically says the path of the righteous is the path you want to be on the path of the wicked is the path that leads to destruction and a piece of the path of the righteous is that they delight in the law of the lord They meditate on the Word of God. They ruminate. They digest. They don't just just read for the sake of reading, but they really take in the Word of God. So why is consistent Bible intake vital? Why do we need it? You'll know you hear, I mean, I'm not the first pastor to say, folks, you need to read the Bible. You need to get into the Bible on your own. You've heard it before. Why do we need it? I could give you a list of 15 reasons you need to write the Bible. I'm going to give you one today one that I think is intensely important, and that word is formation. God designed you for a purpose. It overtly states this in Romans eight twenty nine. He chose you to become like his son. That was his purpose for you. He chose you to become like his son. Every day, you should look a little more like Jesus than you did the day before. And you're not necessarily going to be able to measure that each day, but I'm telling you what, a year later, two years later, five years later, you're going to be able to look at your life and say, there is a difference, there is a transformation in me. And ultimately, we know that when we see Jesus, we'll be like him, for we will see him as he is, we'll be glorified in that moment. But in the process here on earth, it's sanctification, a little more holy, a step at a time. This is the purpose for which he created us. The Greek word there, part of the reason I like it is because you can hear a little little english in here simorphous morphous morph change sim similar we're changing to be similar to jesus to be conformed to the image of his son how does this transformation take place how does formation takes place how do how do we look more like jesus every day one drip at a time we've talked about the drips before in terms of evil right That we're taking in the daily drip, the daily drip, 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 drip of what the world has to say. God intends that from his word, that we're taking in the daily drip, 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 drip of what God has to say. I don't know if you've ever taken time to go to Merrimack Caverns or any of the other great caverns in our country, but it's always fascinating to go in and see the stalactites and stalagmites. Do you remember which is which? Stalactites hang tight to the ceiling. They're up there. The stalagmites, the mites run around on the ground. So you have this formation going on of minerals dripping to the ground and forming these rock icicles. They're tremendous. They're amazing and they're beautiful. And it takes hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years for these to form, a drip at a time. Now, if you've been to Green Lake, you may remember that around the property they have these they have these little towers, these little water towers. And the the cement that they used for those water towers has has a tremendously high mineral content in it. And because of the way the water drips through those particular water towers, they've actually started to form little mini stalactites and stalagmites. So you walk in and you'll see like these little tiny straws about an inch long hanging from the, from the roof. And then you look down on the ground and you don't have any mites yet. What you have is areas of mineral deposit, in part because people have walked on them. But, but here, these towers are well over 100 years old now. And there's an inch, an inch, drip, 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 one drip at a time. These are formed. And the same is true for us. We are formed into the image of Christ one drip at a time. A little at a time. And a little more. And a little more. The Bible is a formative tool for us. Hebrews 4.12 tells us that it's alive and active. It's not just any other book. It's not just there for information. It's there for formation. It literally changes us. It has intrinsic power to change us if we engage it. Psalm 119.11 says, I'm I'm hiding your word in my heart, and guess what? It keeps me from sinning, not just because I I know that that's the wrong thing to do. It gives me the power through the Holy Spirit to say no to ungodly habits. Romans 12.2 tells me that I'm not supposed to conform to what's going on in the world, but be transformed by the renewing of my mind. How does that renewing happen? The drip of the Word of God constantly going within me. John 17, 17, in that beautiful priestly prayer that Jesus is praying, he says, sanctify your people through your truth. Sanctify them. Make them holy. Form them into the image of Jesus. Your Word is truth. He says, that's where you're going to find the Word. Diving into the truth of the Word of God. We already mentioned Joshua. Moses says to Joshua, you're going to meditate on the book of the law day and night. When you do, you will be prosperous and successful. He goes on to say, you're going to be strong and courageous because of what you've taken in the word of God. You want courage? You want strength? That doesn't just happen. It happens as we engage what God has to say. Beautiful common verse, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. What's our understanding? Our understanding is often opposite of what the Bible has to say. We need to hear what God has to say so that we can lean on him and his understanding, submit to him and his desires. Psalm 119 tells us this word is a lamp to our feet, a light to our path. We can't even know where we're going without taking in the word of God. It's vital that we're taking it in. The problem for a lot of us is that our Bible intake happens right here. This is it. This is it. We come on Sunday morning, Dennis throws some verses on the screen. We got our Bible for the week. We're good to go. Be back next week. Can I ask you, what would you look like if you ate the same way? What would you look like if you ate every Sunday just one meal? I know I'd be thinner. I'd be weak. I'd probably sleep a lot, especially by Thursday. I wouldn't be healthy in the long run. I need a little bit of food and a little bit of food and a little bit of food on a regular basis. We need to take in more than just one meal a week. We need it. We need the Word of God. You know, there are so many different ways that we can take in the Bible. For some of you, you hear, I need, I need to take in the Bible, and you immediately go to, I need a reading plan. I need a reading plan. There are so many creative ways to take in the Word of God. Let me suggest several. You could pray Scripture. You, you need to spend time praying. Open to the book of Psalms, use it as an outline, and just pray the verses back to God. Pray back to God what you're reading right there. You could picture Scripture. Take one of the stories from the New Testament. Take one of the stories where Jesus is present and and place yourself in the story as one of the characters. What is it like to be a leper sitting on the side of the road screaming, Jesus, help me. Jesus, heal me. What is it like to be a blind man, a blind person saying, I can't see, I need help. What is it like when you're reading the story for people to say, would you shut up? Stop. Stop. What is it like to keep screaming anyway? What is it like to have Jesus come over to you to say, What do you want me to do for you? Creatively engaging in the story. Not just reading the words, but creatively engaging it. You can process Scripture. Process it either by journaling, just writing down. What did you read here? What was going on here? What was your understanding? Or even some have gone to image processing, where where you draw a picture that goes along, expresses what you've seen there. The students recently learned how to do verse mapping where you're mapping out the pieces of what's happening in Scripture. So many different ways to take in the Bible. How about meditating on the Word? Just like we talked about. Take take a verse and just say, all day long, I'm just going to focus on this verse, just this one. Maybe write it on a 3 by 5 card or put it on your phone and go ahead and just look at it again and again and think about the implications of it as you walk through your day. I've commended to you a lot over the last couple years the idea of listening to Scripture, whether it's the Dwell app, I know the Bible app as well as Bible Gateway, all have audio Bibles now, where you can listen. You can listen to the Word of God coming into yours. I'll tell you what when I was when I was sick recently, when I had the flu, if I would have had to have read the Bible, I wouldn't have read. But putting that phone on my chest, hitting play was listening to the word of god hearing what he had to say for me that day and then of course there is reading it's good to have some form of a consistent reading plan what am i doing to make sure i'm engaging with the word of god consistently now we talk about all this i know for some of you, you've been around you've heard this new year's pitch of come on read the bible and, and you know by february you're like bible where to go what do i do ah if if we're going to if we're going to get consistent about bible intake there are some things we have to think about. There are considerations that we need to take uh, into our minds and hearts. And the real first question is this. Who am I? Who am I? How am I wired? How has God designed me? I think a lot of times when we come down to, to reading scripture or spiritual practices, we have someone in our life that we admire you know, we have a pastor, we have a, a small group leader, we have a, a mature Christian that we admire, and we, and we find out from what them what they do, and then we decide we're going to do the same thing. And you know what we find? Those shoes don't fit. They don't work for us the same way. Because we haven't stopped and asked the question, who am I and how am I wired? For example, what's your learning style? Over the last several years, I've come to realize I learn a lot better with my ears than my eyes. I'm a much better listener than I am a reader. I can take a book, read a chapter, get done, and go, huh, what was that about? And have to go reread the whole thing all over again. But if I'm listening to it, I take it in. What's your learning style? How are you wired? How are you motivated? What motivates you to do something again and again and again? You say, I'm not motivated to do anything. Yes, you are. Consistently every day, you wake up. Isn't that amazing? Consistently, every day you go potty. Consistently, every day you eat. Consistently, there are things you do all the time. Habits that you have that you do all the time. What, made what motivates you to do those things? And then start asking, in those efforts, what motivation might cause me to start to engage consistently in the Word of God the same way I engage with eating physically? all the time I I realize this about me I just really kind of pitiful but it's the way I am I'm motivated by streaks I am motivated by I've done this for four weeks straight and I can't stop now now that's not good enough God I'm not getting to heaven God's gonna go congratulations on your four-week streak that's not it right But the idea, for some reason, whether it's been exercise or anything like that, when I'm doing something consistently, when a little bit of a streak gets building, it works for me. For some of you, you're motivated by by doing something with someone else. Group exercise works. Group Bible reading works. And i got to be honest, for some, that doesn't work at all. For some, that's incredibly demotivating. You need to know what works for you. You need to know your current level of engagement. What are you doing with the Bible right now outside of church? Well, I don't read it at all. Okay, that's where you are. Well, occasionally I get a verse of the day thrown to my inbox and I look at it. Okay, you know your engagement. Uh, I, I do reading plans on the Bible app and work through them consistently. What's your engagement? Because see, what happens often when we talk about something like this You walk away from today and say that's it i'm i'm reading the bible all the way through in the book february doing the whole thing and then we wonder why we're defeated it's about next steps what's the next thing i need to do what's the what's the next thing that's going to grow me a little bit more to be like jesus you might also ask yourself in life right now what are your current interests you know there are books of the Bible that match with the interest you have going in your life right now. And it's amazing how we'll be more engaged with something if it actually matches the interest that we have at this particular moment. I want to give you some ideas of some Bible reading plans that I've really appreciated, things that have worked well for me throughout the years and things that you might consider trying too. Apps are fantastic. I mean I love a paper Bible. I still love a paper Bible. But here's what I love about an app that doesn't happen with a paper Bible. I can set a reminder and I'm reminded. My paper Bible doesn't go ding. It doesn't doesn't shoot me an email or a text. But the apps do. So whether it's the Dwell app, the Bible app, I mean, if you don't have the Bible app, just go into the apps and type Bible app and it'll come up. Little square brown Bible app. And a you version. They give great plans in that one. Or, or you can use Bible Gateway. All different ways to get plans going. But I love the reminders. The reminders, oh, did I do this today? You know, if you, if you take medication regularly, you know. The little pill container is really helpful because you kind of forget, did I take my Tuesday pills or not? Same thing here. Ding! Did you, it, it's time to read. So here's some of the things I've found helpful. Let's start at the bottom. So many different sources offer a verse of the day. Whether it's the apps I've talked about, Christian ministries, you can get get an email thrown to you, you can get a text thrown to you that just gives you a verse. You say, well, that's not enough. It's something. If you're doing nothing, it's something. And something's better than nothing. So get started with at least a verse and then take that verse and like we've talked about, meditate on it. Think it through. Try to understand more of what God's saying to you through that verse. I love on Dwell, this listening app we have, and you can, you can go on our website and actually get a link so you can be part of the, the Dwell group that we have at Southfield. You don't have to pay for it. It's a free subscription. But they have something they call Dwell Daily, which is just listening to a chapter of the Bible that they preset. So it comes to you, and you can hear a chapter. One of the habits Kim has, and I love this, she just listens to or reads the same book of the Bible for a month straight. So for a month straight, she'll just keep listening to and reading the same book over and over and over again. And I tell you what, as you listen to that for 30 days, it's amazing the different ways God hits you with the same passage of Scripture. One of the things someone suggested to me a few years back was just taking a single piece of Scripture a chapter and read it for several days in a row. We talked already this morning about you know church. We have we have the passage on the app that tells you this is what Psalm 1 is there right now. You could listen to Psalm 1 for the next six days and take that in. If you go to the Bible app, Bible the, the Bible app, there are three plans there that I really like. One is called Five by Five by Five. This was put out by Discipleship Journal years ago, and what you're doing five days a week You're reading a chapter each day. So right now, that plan is going through the book of Mark. You'll read a chapter of the book of Mark until it's done. And then the third five is they give you five different ways to process the Scripture. If If you go to that one in the Bible app, the first one has the passage and they call it a devotional. The devotional explains the different ways that you can process the Scripture. One of them that i would loved doing in the past is called the cell rule of Optina, which is a really weird name, but Optina was a monastery. The rule was, as a group, this is what we're going to do together. And what they determined to do was read through the New Testament every 90 days by doing one chapter from the Gospels and two chapters from the rest of the New Testament, By doing one gospel chapter and two from the rest of the New Testament systematically, you can get through the New Testament in 90 days. And then one of my favorites for years has been uh, doing the Bible in a year. The particular one that I like, One Year Bible by Tyndale, gives you an Old Testament reading, a New Testament reading, a psalm, and a proverb. And part of the reason I love that approach is when I'm leaping through Leviticus, I need something else too. There are times that you're, you're just in certain parts of the Bible that you're like, it'd be kind of like at a meal going, you know, meat's nice, but I'd like some potatoes. And where are the peas? You want, you want a little variety along the way. So it offers great variety. And it takes probably about 15, 12 to 15 minutes a day to listen through on, uh, on that particular app. So it just gives you a number of different ideas of approaches that you can take. Now, I talk about all this right now. I know for some of you, you've got a little Bible-reading PTSD. You just got a little bit of a, I've been here before, I've tried this before, and it bugs you because, because it ended like this. You know? It ended like this. Crash and burn. You got derailed. You, got, you had the best of intentions, and it got derailed. Here are some classic derailers, things that cause us problems that we need to get beyond if we're going to continue to succeed in reading through the Word of God. I'm behind, i got to catch up. You're in a Bible reading plan, and you've now fallen behind four days, which means you have to read about 30 chapters, and you're going, I'll do it tomorrow. Guess what? Tomorrow there will be more. There's this beautiful concept in the Word of God called grace. Just start where you are and keep going. Don't worry about catching up. Just keep going. I'm going to read the whole Bible through in 31 days. Good luck with that. You might pull it off, but I'm telling you what, eating one big Thanksgiving is nice, but it's also good to eat a meal a day. Good to eat a meal. There's one plan out there that you can read the whole Bible in 90 days. I've tried it. I've gotten about three weeks in, and honestly, I just feel like all I'm doing is reading, 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 and I don't have time to process I need some processing time with the Word of God. So, so don't bite off too much. If, if you're doing nothing or a verse a day right now, don't jump immediately to, I'm going to read through the Bible three times this year. I have no idea what I just read. I just read this passage and it made no sense to me. I mean, I don't get it. I'm done reading the Bible. I have these days that I just don't understand. So do I. I'm convinced there are some things I will only understand when I'm sitting in heaven. The Apostle Paul says, all right, open your Bible to the book of Romans. I'm going to explain this right now. There are things that, but there are also things that we grow in through the years. Here's, here's what's beautiful about my current diet. I don't have to understand every ingredient in order to receive nutrition. You may not understand it, but the word of God is alive and active and changing our lives. I'm holding out for the perfect plan. I know there's a plan out there that's perfect for me. And I'm just, I'm waiting for the perfect plan. I love this quote by General Patton. A good plan violently executed now is better than a perfect plan next week. Just start. Just get going. Then the problem of all had no heart or all check marks no change. This isn't just about being able to say, I read through the Bible this year. This is about being more like Jesus. Sometimes even in reading through the whole thing in a year, you'll come to a chapter that God will say, we're going to stop here for a little while. We've got some things to learn here. It's not enough to know what the Bible says. We need to do what the Bible says. So when transformation isn't taking place, we're not realizing the purpose for reading in the first place. Isaiah 55 talks about as the rain and snow come from the sky, they water the ground, they bring forth the crops. And he says, the same is true for my, with my word. As it comes to you, it will accomplish the purposes for which I sent it. It's not enough to be all head, no heart, all check marks, no change. It's got to be about engaging the word of God. One side I saw this week said three derailers, sin, suffering, and shame. If I'm living in overt sin, I probably don't want to hear from God. If I'm going through suffering, whether it's the suffering of i got the flu right now and I can't concentrate, or I'm going through one of the deepest pains of my life right now, sometimes it's hard to engage the Word of God. Shame, whatever level of shame. Maybe just the shame of I've been a believer for 15 years, I should be reading the Bible by now. Move beyond it. Move beyond it. So I just want to encourage you, do something this week. Something. At the least, get those apps on your phone. Get Dwell on your phone. Get the Bible app on your phone. Get a verse of the day going. Look at some plans. Start taking in God's Word. God, I pray that we would all be motivated to to take in and digest what your Word has to say. It is your purpose that we look like Jesus. And we're not going to look like Jesus if we don't engage the tools that you designed to transform us. Let us all be people who do not just simply rely on this meal every week for our spiritual nutrition, but to day after day after day, take in some of the word of God and let it change and transform our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. We're gonna move to communion, two tables at the front and at the back have gluten-free on either side of the platform here and a gluten-free table back by the camera uh, and as we do we're going to be we're going to be listening to and singing along with a song that says it all jesus loves you he really loves you why just because he does just because he does here's what's real if i'm going to be formed into the image of christ if i'm going to become more like jesus the something that has to break is me Kind of stinks, but that's what it takes. While that song was going, it's hard to do this. I, you know, you're listening to a song and thinking of another song. It's, for me, it's one song at a time. But um, as, it, as we were singing that song, I just kept hearing the words of an, of an old song we used to sing: "Mold me and make me after Your will, while I am waiting, while I am waiting, yielded and still." God, I want You to mold me and change me. To look like jesus and that probably means some things in my life have to break but i'm open to whatever you want in order that i look like jesus so as you head on your way today um, i want to encourage you don't do it while you're driving but get on that phone or that ipad or that computer and, and look for those apps look for the bible app look for dwell and set out this week to start to take in some of the word of god I, we can make it really nice and easy for you. You go to our church website, southfieldchurch.com, the place you've been all morning. You go there and up at the top, the little, the little links there, you go to the first one that says start here. And under that, there's a, there's a link called apps and links. Apps and links. And we have the Bible app and we have the Dwell app right there. So go ahead and get them with Dwell. We give you the subscription. You pay nothing. So you shouldn't be paying for anything. Sign up, sign into the group and start taking in the Word of God, watch the ways in which He molds you and makes you after His will as you're taking in that drip every day. We'll see you next week.